Last in Line Nation, welcome to another episode of encouragement, another episode that will equip you and empower you to be the best version of yourself. As you know, Last in Line Leadership is all about equipping, encouraging, and empowering people to identify and utilize their gifts for leadership and to provide practical tools for growth and purpose in your life. So settle into this episode, enjoy, and be ready to walk away different than you came in. Last in Line Nation, welcome to another episode. And today is a treat because what what you found is I will throw in kind of a standalone, unique episode here and here and there occasionally when I come across somebody that I just have to grab a hold of and get on the show. And I, that's what happened here. I I, I came across this guy's uh, one of his devotionals and. He's a sports guy, and I gravitated to it, and it was just captivating, and he, he really does a dynamic job with his podcast, and, and I want to introduce him, uh, but today we're going to talk about building an edge, and we're all trying to get better at something. We're all trying to grow. We want to sharpen our edge, and so I've got a little breakdown of a discussion we're going to have, but let me first introduce Bryce Johnson, who is the president and founder of Unpacking It Ministries. So their mission is to cultivate a community of sports fans who follow Jesus, uh, enjoy sports together, connect in fellowship, equip one another to grow in our faith. And uh, I can't think of a better cause and a better purpose. Um, so through uh, the weekday uh, faith and sports devotional, Unpack This, Unpacking It podcast, packs. Uh, and events and sports fans engage in sports conversations uh, that lead to faith conversations. So this guy is is all about unpacking it. He's all about uh, faith and getting people fired up for Jesus and sports. Uh, Bryce is the author of the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook and contributor to the Bible app and athletesinaction.org. We're going to talk more about that later. Um, he's also a speaker and an MC. He's based in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he lives with his wife, Jody and daughter, Maddie Rose. So let me formally introduce Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, John, great to be here. I appreciate it. And, and looking forward to, uh, to the conversation today, man. It's awesome. Uh, it's really unique that we cross paths and it's, it's really awesome to see God kind of connect the dots with believers and, and sports. I mean, I think God cares about all that. And uh, I think there's a way to have a voice in all areas of life. So today, we're going to just get your take, your perspective. I mean, you, you talk to high-level athletes. You talk to coaches. You talk to just people all across the sports and faith sector. And I want to get your thoughts on how we can make our audience sharper, how can we sharpen, you know, we think of a blade of a sword and, and just that big masculine, you know, uh, symbol, but, but the sharpest point of that is the edge. And so I broke down the word edge. So we're going to talk about education. We're going to talk about discipline. We're going to talk about gratitude. And then finally, we're going to talk about an evaluation. 
And I think that puts a nice bow on it at the end. So let's dive in, man. But before I do, like, is there anything about you personally that maybe the audience could connect with that I left out about your bio or anything you feel like you want to share? Man, I, I, I love Jesus and I'm passionate about sports. So that's, that's the big thing. Uh, my wife and I were, we're due with our second daughter in, in August. So we're, oh, uh, we're wow. praying for, for that and excited about that. So I'm a girl dad. So I, I grew up, I'm one of three boys. Uh, so I got two brothers and tons of uncles and cousins, all guys. My life has always been about guys in college, lived with a bunch of guys, all that sort of thing. So now it's a house of girls as a big sports fan. I'm in a house of girls and I love it. So that's a, hey, that's a little bit about me. That's a good way to stay a little bit grounded when you're uh, surrounded by sports <laughs> and tough athletes, right? My, I've got three boys right. and then God felt like I needed a daughter to cap it off at the end. So my youngest is a girl and it's, it's, there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. Um, so special. man, let's talk about education and, and before audience, before we get a bunch of eye rolls about education and we're not going to talk about it, like in the context that you think of, school scholastic education um to a degree so i want to get your take like what tell the audience what they can do just i don't know tactically from a getting better and growth standpoint we're all wanting growth we're all wanting to get better at something anything you can talk about in your experiences that just helped you um really sort of plug into some resources to just sharpen your edge when it comes to just learning about faith learning about people, relationships, just ways that make you better? What worked for you? Well, I think two things, two principles that we have to, to buy into. And one is we don't know everything. And two, it's all about listening. And, and so that, that's what has motivated me. And, and to, to be honest, like I wasn't Mr. Student growing up. Like I was, I was actually pretty smart, but I wasn't real hardworking in school. But, and I didn't even necessarily like to read, but since college and, and, and graduating, I absolutely love to read. And, mm. and so I'm always looking for the next book. And, and so th this idea of, oh, I'm not a reader, like we have to move past that. We have to move past the excuse of, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a reader. Find a way, listen to books, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to do on a Kindle hardback. I still like the hardback books and I like to highlight old school with a highlighter. That's, that's my strategy, yeah. but it's this idea that I, I don't know everything. And so I want to listen and read from other people. And, and so I, 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 you know, read about topics that are, that are interested, interesting to me in regards to growing in my faith. I'm, I'm just finishing up a, a book about Billy Graham. So here's a guy I looked up to, but here's, here's a, a biography about him. And it's, it's been great. Um, one of, one of my, my struggles, and maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit is I struggle to rest and I, I I'm always on to the next thing and wanting to hurry. So I just finished the book, uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry. So taking and like recognizing your weaknesses and then going to, to read and learn about how to improve and, and how to grow. And so we have to take the initiative to one self-evaluate and recognize, okay, here are, here are the areas of growth. Who, who are the experts in that area? And then dive in and, and go and go uh, read or listen and, and soak it in. Um, so there's a few things off, off, off the bat. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I mean, that's right where we're trying to, trying to go. I mean, you teed that up nicely. Um, you know, and I, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about guys. And so I'm not real handy, right? I'm not, 
I'm just handy enough to be dangerous and to cut off the electricity or clip a wrong wire or, you know, measure something about an eighth of an inch too short. I don't know. I'm just not real handy. But, but when I think of guys, I'm thinking we're not, you know, we're not hesitant or apprehensive when it comes to buying that next tool that we think we're going to need, right? Like we, we see the next greatest electronic or tool or something. We want to go get it, right, as guys. I mean, I kind of look at it that way when it comes to filling our tool chest in our mind and equipping ourselves and, and with more knowledge so that we can be better, right? We got to we, we gotta read that book or grab that resource or watch that, you know, even a podcast of some kind that just feeds us the right things so that we can be better, for the tasks that we want to be better at. And that's kind of what we're going to go into too here is that, you know, what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to be ambassadors for the gospel at the end of the day and, and whatever pocket of the universe God plugs us into, like that's where we're supposed to be in that moment. So we're called to be rooted there. How can we be best rooted, right? We've got to equip ourselves with that knowledge to be something for somebody else. And I think you, you kind of summed it up in, in that one sentence about how, you know, I don't know everything. And I think if we can get there and, and embrace that, I think this education piece falls into place. What do you, what do you add to that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that that takes a level of, of humility. And so it's hard. We got to get there. We got to be willing to acknowledge. Yeah. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. And, and, and being willing to uh, listen to a, a lot of different people and like different perspectives. And, 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 and sometimes it's just taking a nugget from, from people. Um, it's not like, Oh, I got to believe everything that, that this person writes about or, or whatever, but Oh, here's a great lesson. And here's a great, principle and nugget that I can implement in, into my life. And so I think part of that too, is like being willing to go to uh, seminars or, or classes or whatever you call it, conferences, just, just being willing to say, all right, I want to learn and grow in, in a lot of different ways. When I'm mowing the lawn, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I'll throw in a sports guy, Jim Rome or whatever, but, but then I'll, I'll listen to, you know, Michael Hyatt's podcast or Donald yeah. Miller and some, some great leadership podcasts that, that, that I, I find a lot of value in. Uh, that push me and challenge me. Um, and then one other thing, just to kind of go off a little yeah. bit, is just the idea of being curious. And, and, and one thing that I've tried to develop over the years is even in interacting with people, you know, every day, and it's been hard this last year, interacting with people every day, yeah. but, but the people that we come in contact, being curious about who they are and what they do and understanding a lot of different industries and a lot of different kind of uh, ways of life or, or different backgrounds and perspectives, just being yeah. curious, like asking why, asking how, uh, like, I like to always know how things work um, and like how businesses actually run, even if they don't necessarily have anything to do with me. But what, what, but what's incredible is when you start asking the questions and you're curious, it's like, oh, wow, that, that actually does translate to me. Yeah. Um, or in, in interacting with people, then you, you learn uh, about people that you can then love them better. And so then you, you, you learn something from one person, you, you put that into place uh, for a, a family member or somebody else that maybe is going through a similar situation. But because you asked the person at the cash register a question, I don't know, just different random things, like just being open, curious, you can learn a lot that way, I've found. Oh, man, 100% agree. I mean, it happened to me happened to me yesterday. I did not see that conversation coming. And only because some of the things I've learned in sales about asking questions, 
sort of just led us down a trail. And then all of a sudden we're talking about Jesus. Like I, you know, you'd be amazed at how many doors that opens when you sort of, you implement that empathy based listening. Um, you just never know. I mean, you try to climb into somebody else's skin and I don't think we have enough of that right now out there. I think, I think we could make strides as a society if we just tried to get inside each other's heads a little bit and, and actually, listen to what they're saying but uh no that's good man and i think that kind of answers our next question so we might just move on because it says how did you apply how do you apply the things you've learned and you just went right into that it's it's perfect because it's it's tangible like it's practical people can apply it and that's really my goal here on this platform is share information share stories and perspective that people can actually like land on and agree with and it sticks to them and they can walk out the door and do it today um, so that's perfect. Thank you uh, for that, man. So, man, as we're building the edge, let's let's rock and roll down down uh, the road here to D for edge discipline. Okay, so here's another sticky word that I bet people can kind of I don't know arms length this one sometimes when they hear discipline. They're like, ah, I don't know. I don't like being. It sounds to me like there's a consequence or there's a repercussion and, and discipline to me, like in this context is how do you stay consistent doing the right reps? Like, this is what I mm. want to talk about. So, you know, you talk about, you talk to athletes um, all, all the time, like high level ones that didn't get where they are by not being disciplined. So let's talk about discipline, what you know about it personally, what you've seen to be kind of a, a staple kind of in the circles that you run in with high level athletes, like what are the, what are the things that are just non-negotiables? Those things that don't st- that don't change. Wow. No, this is a big topic. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll speak from a, a personal standpoint. It's and I, actually athletes for, for, for that matter. Yeah. You know, the, the, the word we have to use is vision because to me, when, when you have a vision, and, and, you, and God gives you that vision, especially when it's a God-given vision, a, a picture of what life could be and, and should be. And, and, and it's, it's your deepest desires. And you, you have this, this idea of, of, of what family life you know, looks like in, in, that, in that vision and, and what work looks like. And so you know, an athlete, they, they have that vision of winning a Super Bowl, that, that vision of making the team, that, that vision of the, the hall of fame jacket. And so each of us have to, to, to start there and say, okay, this is the, the vision that I have for my life and, and, and test it to make sure that, that what we're pursuing is God's in it, that, that God's mm-hmm. leading and guiding because otherwise then we're, we're driven by, by selfish motives. Um, and so that's, what's it's hard with athletes sometimes because it's a, that is a, a tricky part, but it's almost like they have to figure out as they pursue that Super Bowl how does God want to use that and leverage that journey? Um, and so for us, if, if, if we have this vision to have, you know, a, a business or a ministry and, and we want it to, to be impactful and successful, but what does success mean? And so then we have to, to kind of break that down a little bit. And, and are we yeah, pursuing the Lord's significance in that? And so once we establish that, well, then we're more willing to be disciplined in what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And so discipline, oftentimes it's, it's sacrifice, it's commitment. It's, um, you know, doing things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know, it's part of the journey. 
Um, I think for me in starting unpacking it, we started a ministry, you know, basically from scratch. And so early on I had to do everything. And so I didn't want to do a lot of those things, but, but it took the discipline to say, Hey, this is a piece to the puzzle and the vision is down here. So if I want to get to that level and that point, these things have to happen first. So I have to be disciplined to take care of those things first. Um, and then I think most importantly, it, it's the spiritual disciplines. And, and so oftentimes these aren't talked about uh, enough in a positive light, because if you grow up in Christian culture, like I did, you know, we, we hear the word, oh, you got to have a quiet time. Oh, you got to make sure you're praying and reading. And unfortunately, too often we view that as an obligation and it's actually an invitation. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity that, that we have to spend time with the creator of the universe who loves us who made a way for us to know him, who sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. And he invites us to read his word. I've, I've shared, I've shared my heart with you. I've given you wisdom and insight. It's in my book. Go go read it type of thing. And so it's not, it's not like, Oh, I got to go read my Bible today. No, it's, I got to get up early. I get not, I have to, I get to get up early to, to spend time with Jesus to, to, to read the Bible, to study, to understand and, and grow and, and further my, my, my knowledge and my passion and my love for him. Um, so that's a great thing. And so then there's, there's, you know, multiple spiritual disciplines. It's reading, it's, it's scripture, it's, it's meditating, it's fasting, it's fellowship, it's worship. All of these things are, mm. are a part of the life of a believer. It doesn't, it doesn't save us. It's not, it's not, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not an obligation. Like we have yeah. to do it in order to, to experience uh, yeah. eternity with God, but it, al- it allows us to know him and live that life day to day with him. So those are the disciplines so that are good. most important. So good. Yeah. I mean, there, that pretty much encapsulates everything that, that this heading would, would lend itself to. Like I, I can see when you talk about obligation versus, invitation that's so good man it's that's a great way to look at it and and i think about you know i've heard tim tebow talk about success versus significance and if you want significance right then that comes with there's a cost to everything everything that's worthwhile there's a cost right so what are you willing what what are you willing to give up what are you willing to sacrifice like you said that's a good word um because to be disciplined there is a sacrifice involved and and so i would say the mindset that people have when they step into that vision that you talked about, right? So the vision's got to come first. I like that. I like that you talked about the end in sight first, because then it makes the disciplines matter. And then you understand and you can sort of wrap your brain and buy in to those, right? If you're, if you're locked into that vision, you know, it's a godly vision. So what's a mindset? Like, do you have any sort of, man, what's a, what's advice you can give for people that are just stuck in this, you know, we're in a COVID mindset, we're in a, we're in a trapped mindset, a discontented mindset, whatever you want to say, what is something that keeps your mindset edge while we're talking about edge here? What's it, what's an edge for you to keep that clear and and solid mindset? Yeah. Like when I, the difference between getting caught up in the day-to-day frustrations and then the big picture. Mm. So it's the mindset of, of the big picture. And again, that's kind of vision. And, and I think 
as as followers of Jesus, it's what what's what what matters for eternity, and and so often, you know, we we get so concerned about the the momentary frustrations and and I like this even this week earlier this week on my way to the office there was work being done on the road and I had to go out of my way for 20 minutes uh, to get to the office so I was 20 minutes later than what I wanted to be and and it's so easy to allow that to steal your joy and make you discontent and like get you off on the wrong foot but in the scheme of things and even in the scheme of the day okay it was 20 minutes I, I can make up 20 minutes later in the day and God can redeem those 20 minutes yeah. later. Or, or maybe I needed to, to, to call someone or hear someone, something on the radio during those 20 minutes and God can find purpose in those moments. Yeah. Um, I was too discouraged during that time. So I, I missed, I, that was a miss for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, but that's, that's the battle. But I know there's a difference when I have the mindset of, okay, this is just a setback or I, I can't get caught up in worrying over here or, I can't um, spend so much mental effort or emotional effort concerning myself with this issue. Like I got to, I got to move on because my, my vision is, is greater. What God has for me today, what God, what God has for me while I'm here on earth mm-hmm. matters too much to get caught up in this. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's the key mentality is to, to continue to, to, uh, make the most of the present that, that God's purpose is in the present with the, the bigger picture in mind. And, and yeah. it, it, because eternity, like, oh, I guess it goes back to an eternal perspective. I yeah, think that's the of course. Think about these things, things that matter for eternity. That's so good. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it or not, we have an enemy and I can't help, but try to draw this parallel of sports and faith. Like when, it, when an offense, you know, a football team's got a game plan, I mean, they obviously know that there's an enemy out there that's trying to divert that, right? That's trying to throw yep. kinks in their in their game plan and and destroy the game. We have an enemy too. Like, there's plenty of opportunity throughout the day if we let it happen to get knocked off. Like you're saying, like the enemy isn't isn't dumb and isn't bad at his job, right? He's a liar for a reason because he's good at it. So mm-hmm. we, you know, if we allow that, then yeah, we can. Our mindset can just get dark in a hurry. But so we got to keep that bigger vision. We got to understand to stick with the game plan, understand that we will have those attacks coming, that resistance coming. So great, great point. Great perspective, man. So, man, we're going to dive in. So we're going EDGE and the next one's gratitude. Um, I can't help but have this conversation about getting sharper without really assessing where we're at from a gratitude standpoint. I mean, have you ever had that be an issue in your life? Like if you ever, and I, it kind of segues from our mindset that we just talked about and having that perspective, but like talk about a time where maybe you uh, weren't the best example of gratitude and then sort of, hmm. sort of a course correction that you may be made along the way. So I think what it, it's an ongoing struggle. So I've talked a lot about uh, vision and big picture, which I think is, 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 is crucial. The downside to that and the caution of that is it's very easy to get caught in what's next. Mm. And, and, and I think for me, there have been multiple times in my life where I've said, well, once this happens, yep. then I'll be happy. And like, and, and part of that is then I'll be thankful. Like right. then I'll have gratitude. Like then, then God will finally give me what I, what I, <laughs> what I want. And so, you know, it's like, oh, well, once I graduate, once I get the job, once I get the, the wife, once I get the house, once I get the car, it's like 
all of those things, they, they pull at us to, to, well, it's like the next, yeah, well, once that happens, once that happens. And so for me, it's, I struggle to celebrate the moment and celebrate the, the little wins along the way because yeah. I have this big vision that it's like, I'm almost never satisfied and I can't get to that place of full gratitude because I'm like, well, we're not there yet. But, but I think when we rest in Christ and, and what he's already accomplished on the cross and the fact that, man, I'm going to be with him for eternity, that that's, that's where the contentment comes from. And, you know, Paul writes about contentment and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's what that verse is really about. It's giving us the, the ability yeah. and the strength to have contentment when circumstances are tough. And, and I would just, you know, add to that when, when the thing that we, we think we want is down the line, it's like, uh, no, let's not be so concerned with what's next. Let's really be, be thankful and, and in the moment and content and, and, and yeah, just who God is right now. And, and I think the other key part of gratitude is remembering. And, and I think it's so important to, you know, move forward and not dwell on the past except for remembering God's faithfulness because yeah. that's what gives us gratitude. And, and so we may be thinking, oh, well, once this happens, the next thing and all that, no, 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 no. We have so much to be thankful for and we've got to remember it. And we've got to, you know, kind of set up uh, memories in our life to be able to do that um, yeah. or set up ways to remember that. Yeah. And I think we get so wrapped around the axle, if you will, and so twisted up when adversity hits, even though to your point, we can look back and see all the times God came in and rescued us in other stressful situations, other times of adversity, he showed up, but yet tomorrow's adversity, we totally, we've got revisionist history, right? We don't remember yeah. It was terrible then. It's going to be terrible tomorrow. And uh, what are we going to do? So I think your point is is spot on as, as far as remember what God did, you know, what he's done. Remember, too, that in this world of competitiveness and this world of let's run out and grab the next thing, you know, chasing that whatever it is, fill in the blank, man, we've already won. So we've, yeah. we've already, you know, the game film's already in the box. Like we've won this deal and we know how it ends. So I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off, right? It takes the burden off yeah. of getting wrapped up in that moment of adversity. Um, so what, I guess, you know, as a spinoff to some of your answer, like anything that you can tell somebody listening right now that yes, they conceptually, they hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, Bryce, I get what you're, you know, God's good. He's proven himself. I get that. But what prevents me from being able to sit in that long-term? How can I rest in that and sustain that every day? Like, how can I just, you know, is it sit, you know, is it kumbaya in my car in traffic? Is it, you know, what do I, what can I do that's practical to just keep that perspective right? You know what? I got a book on my desk. It's called how to worship Jesus Christ. And, and so and, and this book, it's like, it's not really about music. Like too often we think that, that when right. we worship Jesus, it's, it's just on Sunday morning for an hour where we sing three songs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from the latest Hill song or Bethel, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really living a life of worship where we, we are acknowledging the, the, the majesty and power and, and, and goodness and greatness 
uh, of Jesus and, and that being uh, just a, a part of who we are, that, that we're living as worshipers of Jesus, that he's our, our number one passion and, and our number one desire to know him and follow him and represent him and, and, and live life with him, with his strength and with his, his spirit guiding us. And, and so we, we lose gratitude or we, we head toward discontentment and restlessness when we're caught up in the world, when we're caught up in ourselves, when we're caught up in worry and we're caught up in circumstances. But when I, our eyes are fixed on him, we're going to be filled with gratitude because we, we, we know our, our Lord and Savior and, and we know that we have access to him and we have strength and power and hope and joy and peace. And that's what the world is looking for. Everybody's out chasing it and trying to fill their, the, the, the deep hole in their soul with all these other things that, that, that fail and leave us empty. And, and Jesus is the, the answer and he's the one. And so it, it's, it's acknowledging him and acknowledging his, his greatness and his majesty. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, sure. Maybe there's an element of singing, which is absolutely, Good. there's wonderful words in, in worship. And, and I think even looking back at old hymns and this book's a little older. And so it kind of gave me a fresh perspective on, on worship a little bit too. Um, and, and even using, uh, scripture and, and almost not that you're rewording the meaning, but you're rewording it in a way that becomes worshipful where, where yep. you're saying it to God and you're, um, yep. you know, reciting truth, uh, yep. in a worshipful ma manner. Uh, yep. and so it doesn't necessarily mean singing. You're just, you're worshiping by, by his, through his words, his scripture. Right. So right. That, that yeah, another... yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, and making those personal too, I think is, is pretty yeah. key too, you know, in those scriptures, just making those personal, uh, man, that's, I love that. I love the worship component. Um, the other thing I want to add to that too, is sometimes we take our eyes off ourself, you know, and you, you know, you mentioned keeping our eyes fixed on, on Christ and, and what he stands for and what we're trying to ultimately, uh, accomplish on his behalf. But man, sometimes when we can take a focus off ourselves and our problems and maybe try to look at somebody else and see what they're up against and how can I bless this guy or how can I go out of my way to even just smile at somebody or say hello or, you know, I mean, little things. But I think sometimes in my own life, whenever I get trapped in that vacuum of discontentment or maybe I'm not as grateful as I should be, it's all I can circle back and trace everything back to either pride or self-consumption, right? Like I'm more worried yeah. about me and my next situation. So, man, that, that worship piece is huge. And I know that somebody is writing that down. So I think that's great. The audience got that. Um, so man, so to finalize this and, and, and as I just feel is getting sharper as we're going here, like this edge is, is getting real sharp. So now we're, we're, we're down at the last letter of edge. And so evaluation and man, um, what do you do when you're trying to sort of assess the situation internally, spiritually with yourself? I mean, do you have a, what's the, what's the yardstick for you? Like to know that, not that we're grading ourselves spiritually because it's more relational with, with Christ than it is about just works and checking a box. But is there, is there a deal, a time where you can sort of gauge your progress spiritually? Yeah. So I, I think 
self-evaluation is is huge and it's doing it with the lord and it's doing it you know with his his leading and and, and looking at yeah at scripture and, and praying and, and doing that that kind of process but absolutely self-evaluation should be a part of our rhythm um and for me journaling pulls that out mm. and so that's like me writing down and with a pen uh, and, you know, praying and thinking and, and contemplating and, and, you know, take, taking time away. Um, I recently went on like a, a day, a day long, I called it a soul retreat, um, mm -hmm. where I just went away, um, to be with the Lord for a day. Uh, it wasn't a full day, but it was a, a good number of hours. Um, and so I, I just ended up journaling a lot. And so I just, I'm just writing and thinking and, and, and that process just bubbles up a lot of things. And I'm thinking, okay, the life that I, you know, the vision that I have, the life that I think God wants for me and he's called me to, man, is that, is that happening in marriage? Is that happening as a dad? What about my friendships? And like recently I was evaluating, okay, who are the people that I, I want to pursue and pour into? Like, who are the people that, you know, bring life out of me that uh, I enjoy being around, like they're valuable relationships. And am I investing and am I being intentional with those people or am I uh, maybe just spending time with people that it's convenient, but maybe it's not the best yeah. use of time. And this is a tricky thing because you hate to like write yeah. people out of your life. And I think it's important to have people in your life that you are pouring into mm -hmm. and that you are, you know, you're there to serve them. So uh, absolutely. But I think oftentimes we have to evaluate, you know, who, who's my inner circle and, and are these people really pointing me to Jesus um, and, and helping, you know, keep me accountable and keep me on track and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, so I would say we just, we need to evaluate all areas of our life, you know, evaluate how am I spending my money? How am I spending my time? How much TV am I watching? Um, you know, am I, am I living? What's, what's my purpose on my board? I've got the, the spiritual gifts that I feel God has given me based on spiritual gift test. Perfect. And so sometimes I, I can get so caught up in the week and doing all these things, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Sometimes I just need to look over and go, okay, that's how God designed me. Am I doing what's in my sweet spot? Am I doing yeah. what he designed me to do and has called me to do? Or do I need to hand some of those things off or stop doing some of those other things? Cause that's not what he designed me to do, but yeah. it takes some evaluating it takes some pausing. Um, and, and again, back to the book earlier, the ruthless elimination of hurry, uh, too often we're going so fast. We don't have time for evaluation. So we have to pause, we have to get away, we have to turn everything off, and we have to have that introspection uh, with the Lord. So absolutely. That's Golly, key. that's that's just that's really good, man. Because I mean, there is nothing wrong with is with creating a checklist of your gifts. Like I, I totally get it. I agree. Because like you said, we can we can just try to fit ourselves into a round hole when we're a square peg and we just think we need a bigger hammer if it doesn't fit right like we just try harder do it faster more often and it'll work eventually well your board of your gifts says mm, i don't think you're meant for that man why you get back in your swim lane like i feel like that is a huge point you just made and somebody out there is trying to force something i've been guilty of it like you know, something that may not be for me, you know, and I think, oh man, that's, that's really what I think I would like to do, but that's not for me. I'm not wired for it. God didn't design me for that. 
So, man, I, there's so many people out there right now that feel like they're beating their head up against a wall, man, that they're, they feel like that life is just one big strip of sandpaper because there's just all this friction. There's just rubbing, you know, they're, they're not in that smooth lane of their current. You're not in the current yeah. of their giftings. And so, yeah. man, the gifts, that list, man, uh, can you tell us what, what your biggest, what's your main spiritual gift? You care about sharing that one? What's your main um, deal? Yeah. So it's, uh, I would say giving and faith. Okay. So what, what's so fascinating is God's given me this, uh, you know, desire to, to, to give and, and financially. And so my, my wife and I, that's been a, a key part of our marriage. And it's, it's, it's actually been a lot of, a lot of couples struggle with their finances. Yeah. And for us, we made giving a priority. Yeah. And, and so we, we committed to a, you know, a percentage and that, that mm -hmm. percentage has, has grown. And so that that's kept us dependent on the Lord and it's, it's kept us open-handed. Um, mm -hmm. But what's interesting is because of that gifting, as I was doing some research, it also means that you have the gift to be able to fundraise and build relationships. And, and so as a ministry leader, we've got to raise our own money. So we raise yeah. money for unpacking it in order to wow. do the ministry work that we do. And so God gave me the gift to do that. And when I was wow. doing radio, when I was starting out, I didn't know that I had the gift of fundraising. Um, and so, or the gift of giving, which has translated yeah. to fundraising. Um, yeah. And so even though I, we, we have the heart to give, I actually, I, I've been gifted to, to encourage others to give toward our ministry, which is just a fascinating thing. And so if I'm, if I'm having to ask people to give, I have to live that out as well to say, Absolutely. Hey, I'm, I'm doing this in a different way. Uh, so anyway, so that's, that's one of them. And then, and, and thankfully God gave me the gift of faith to where I, uh, at a young age, I saw God move, uh, especially within my parents and circumstances. Again, the way God orchestrates everything, my, my dad lost multiple jobs growing up. Mm -hmm. And so we were, uh, at times we didn't know what our financial situation was going to be. And it puts you in a tough spot, but my parents had the faith that God was going to provide. And so I have been able to operate with, with that kind of lesson learned of God's good and faithful that, that he's going to show up. He's going to show up in some way. Cause he has in the past. Um, and so that's a, that's a gift that, that he's, he's shown me and, and, and developed in me. Um, and so as we started this ministry, I mean, we've had key moments where I don't know how we're going to continue. I don't know how, what's going to happen next for one reason yeah. or another, sometimes financial, sometimes other reasons. Um, but now seven, eight years later, God continues to be faithful and my faith wow. continues to grow to say, Hey, God's going to show up. God's going to come through. Wow. God's going to do it. So that's Ooh. why I got to keep reminding myself. I look back at the board. Look back. That's at the board. awesome. That is so good. And I can't help but think of the scripture that comes to me when you're talking about that is like, give and it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together in good measure, right? Like it's it's a biblical principle, what you're living. So God's not surprised. And, and I think that's a great testimony for people that are listening right now that maybe they're struggling with generosity or giving. And, and maybe, you know, that's a way for you to exercise and activate your faith is, when you give, like you're, you're dependent on something bigger than you at that point. And so that puts you in a posture of relying on God to, to bless in return. And not that it's a, not that this is a spiritual slot machine at all. That's not what I'm saying. But, but for those of you that know what I'm talking about, like 
that's a great testimony uh, of an example of giving and it be given back to you. So that's so cool, man. And you've been doing this a long time and you're, I mean, you're, you're right in your sweet spot. You can tell that you're, you're doing what you love and what you're good at. So um, man, as we round this out, uh, you know, do you, you know, I talk about blind spots sometimes and, and some things that we don't see coming, right? Some of the things, I mean, as a driver, you know what that is. Like sometimes backseat people have, have, have helped me avoid many uh, scrapes uh, with another vehicle if I'm not checking my blind spot. But so do you have anybody and tell, talk about the importance of having somebody sort of there to help you with the blind spots in life and those things that maybe knock you off course, but that you're not, maybe you're too laser focused to, to see. Talk about the importance of having those people. You, you mentioned relationships earlier, but talk about maybe the value of that. Yeah. So I'm a, a huge proponent for mentors and, and I think it, it, it's key that, that we let, we let people in. Um, and so we have to be open and transparent with, with what's really going on. And we have to let people close enough to us in order for them to identify blind yeah. spots. And, and again, it goes back to humility. Like we have to continue to, to seek the Lord and give, Lord, give me humility. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard because our pride, it's, it, I don't want to yeah. tell people my faults or my weaknesses, mm-hmm. uh, but we have to, in, in humility, be, be open and, and vulnerable and transparent. And so we have to surround ourselves with those types of people that, that we can trust. And, you know, for me, it's always been guys that are a little bit further yeah. uh, along the journey, you know, yeah. that have been married longer, that have uh, yeah. been in ministry longer, that have, uh, you know, whatever, have been a dad longer, right. those types of things. Um, and to surround myself with those kind of people. So I meet regularly with, with two different mentors. Um, and so that in this season of life, that's, that's kind of been the case. Uh, but growing up, I, I had, least three different mentors at, at certain seasons of, of life wow. that, that played uh, pivotal roles in my development and um, yeah. keeping me on track. And, and so uh, I think we have to be intentional and we actually have to ask people to mentor us yeah. and, and people are willing to, they, they really are. Uh, we have to ask God to lead us to those people and, and be willing to take that, that step of faith and say, Hey, would you, would you be willing to kind of come in a little bit more and keep an eye out for me and, and, and share your wisdom and walk this journey with me. Um, and I think figuring out, you know, uh, again, back to the evaluation. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are some of the key areas of my life that are the weakest yep. that, that I need the most help on? Um, and I need somebody to, to hold me accountable, to point out things, to uh, you know, see, yep. w- see warning signs, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those yep. are key. And then, you so know, as a, as a ministry leader, I have a board of directors. So, I, I'm accountable to them as well from a ministry standpoint. And so that's mm-hmm. a, a benefit to me. Not everybody necessarily has that structure in their life uh, mm-hmm. or in their business or ministry or whatever, but mm-hmm. well, if they're in ministry, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's another benefit that I've uh, yeah. enjoyed. That's so good. Yep. I mean, that's, that's clear. That's, uh, that's practical. And I believe that that is something people can wrap their brain around and apply that, that it takes humility. And then it kind of takes that courage to just go ask. And uh, really, you know, when you ask, though, be prepared to hear. So, you know, be prepared for those because you may, you know, you're going to get what you ask for. And if you want to be corrected or if you want to be instructed or better, then we need to be humble enough to receive that instruction. And man, 
Bryce, it's, it's been it's been gold, man, today. And and I I know the audience is sharper. The edge has been sharpened uh, today. Can we uh, give us an idea where to go get your resources to find your ministry to listen to your podcast? Kind of give us uh, a little bit of that. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, I love the the concept of edge. So very creative and clever, and I thought that that worked out really well. So I appreciate you uh, having me a part of that. That's that's awesome. So uh, unpackingit.com, we're a ministry of sports fans following Jesus. And so you can subscribe to receive a, a weekday email devotional. Uh, actually goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I, I take a, a current sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. Recently, uh, at the moment of this recording, been about the NFL draft, which is, which is coming up. Uh, during March Madness, we were writing about March Madness. Um, and then we do a live podcast on Mondays. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, just search Unpacking It uh, at 1030 Eastern. We uh, kind of recap the weekend in sports while also talking faith and talking life uh, mixed in with it. Um, so we talked about, I think we talked about contentment last week. Nice. Um, so that's kind of been on my, on my mind. Um, nice. But then at the same time, we talked about yard sales. So I had a yard sale. Uh, so we talked about that on the podcast. We had some fun with that. We talked to, about Trevor Lawrence and some of the comments. So we, we try yeah. to talk about the big stories in sports, but also some other, other things as well. Um, and then, yeah, so you can find all the content. We do a bunch of events. Uh, we're based in Charlotte, but we do virtual uh, events as well. Uh, so all of that can be found unpacking it. There's no G it's uh, we're cool. We're hip unpacking it uh, with Very an apostrophe nice. after the end. So, Very uh, nice. Hey, yeah, do you out. have, have you, are, is there any book in the works from you or is there one already available? Yes, we got the uh, fantasy football fellowship playbook. Oh yeah. Yeah. There so, we go. So, so during the uh, fantasy football season, this is basically designed for your league to go through during the year. So every mm. week there's a, a topic that is fantasy related relate that then relates to the Bible and, and relates to our own wow, lives. So, so good. it's about uh, chaos, regret, injuries, rejection, control topics that we can relate to as fantasy nice. owners and uh, as, as followers nice. of Jesus and, and trying to grow in our faith. So, wow. uh, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. That book's a lot of fun as we, uh, as we play fantasy during the. During Very the cool. Season. My kids will love that one. I'm going to have to grab a couple of those. So, man, I really appreciate it, man. On behalf of my audience, dude, this was, this was good. Uh, this was amazing to hear from you. I mean, you're, you just got this dynamic thing, this magnetism about you and your podcast is phenomenal. I've, I'm a faithful follower and, and subscriber and I listen to it all the time. So uh, I encourage the audience to go get some of that because it's really good. And uh, so audience, I mean, there's no excuse now. Like Bryce has given you so many practical tools to go get sharper, to build your edge. And so he's given you the, his, his take on the education, the discipline, right? The gratitude and the evaluation piece. And he's made it practical where we can wrap our brains around it and go do it today. So with that audience, be blessed. Supposed to